Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patia, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information and advice. Now, Dave, welcome back, my man. How are you doing, buddy? I'm fine, Trevor. Thank you very much. So, yep. what have you been up to since the last spoke to you? Not a lot, Not just a lot. <laughs> plodding on with the... Uh, have you been practicing that Rupert accent? Hoping and, hoping and praying, you know. <laughs> now, if you don't know, part one was out on Monday. Uh, there is a link in the description below where Dave shared about how he was out there with his double barrel pumping shots at uh, poachers and all the rest of it. Our pheasant can have a drastic impact on your life. I mean, that pheasant changed I your was, life. I was a pheasant plucker. <laughs> I was. Now, you're here in Canterbury Tales Bookshop. Yes, correct. Which is yes. in uh, Soy Pole, Soy, Soy Chiapoon. Soy Flight Pond, I call it. Flight Pond, why yeah, is that? there's a big lake up there in the middle, and I want to put some duck decoys <laughs> on there and shoot some ducks. But there aren't well, any ducks in Thailand. Anyway, carry Well, on. that's true. Well, if they are, they get eaten. Only the farm ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you came here in a relationship. You, you've had your life here. You've been here now, what, 17 years? I have, yes. I mean, what was the inspiration and the thought process in opening up a bookshop? I mean, before you answer, the reason I want to own that is because not really many people come to Patea to read a book. Sure. <laughs> um, you'd be surprised, actually, um, the amount of books that we get through. Yeah. Or that go in and come out, and go out and come in. Um, it was something different, but it was almost by accident because when we moved from across the road into here, yeah. there was a, a sign company in half of it and the entrance to the rooms in this half. Okay. Uh, rooms above. And um, we opened it all out and it flooded and God knows what, but then I had one lot of books and one shelf of books or two shelves of books. And um, I thought, you know, that, that could be a, an, an interesting little setup. Mm. And then I went around, I studied, you know, I looked into beach books, the other people around, and they were quite busy. Right. They were quite busy, and there was half a dozen then. And I thought, well, if they're quite busy, you know, they can probably we can find room for another one. And like everything else, you know, we, we would go round in the early days, mostly my wife, to all the hotels, buying books from hotel rest receptions. Oh, so and that's where you got hundreds. your stock from? That's where we got a lot of stock from oh, then. Oh, okay, I'm with you. And then I had guys coming over from yep. mostly the UK. Yeah. And, and they would know what I wanted and they would bring a suitcase full of books they bought from a boot fair and they buy, buy them for 20 pence or whatever yeah. and God, they 20 pence them. is showing your age now <laughs> and I was giving them 50 baht it's like in a jumble sale wouldn't it yeah of course and um, so that's how we started to build up with stock and then I knew you know you, you have the best books you're going to get people coming in and then slowly the, you know the uh, swan books um, I'm sorry, Macau, he died, Dave, he died and packed it all in, of course. And it slowly, we just grew and everyone else just sort of started to wane away. So when you're talking about books, I mean, what kind of book selection do you have available? Is it like fictional oh, or factual? God, have, I mean, what do you have? We have everything. We have sections, the A to Z of fiction starts on that wall over there. Yeah. We have sections on biographies, sport, classics, um, erotica. Erotica? I know, oh my god. Damn. Um, yeah, uh, and just about everything. Um, biographies, as I said before, autobiographies, um, war, true crime, one of the most popular of all, of all. But yeah, we have sections on everything. And it's, um, although they get a bit dusty because we're open from the front, you know, they get a bit dusty and mm -hmm. a bit uh, brown from the humidity. Yeah. You know, a, an old book 
if you haven't read it, it's like a new book. Yeah. And I've heard that many times because, uh, as I say, an old classic, some people like the literature. Yeah. Some people like a nice light read, like maybe, you know, Stephen Leather, John Grisham. Uh, other people like the true crime stuff. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure quite a few of them are in some of the books here, you know. Because, um, <laughs> you know, the reputation See, you, that, you're putting me to shame now, because the only books I've used to read were Enid Blyton. Right, yeah, the famous well, there five. we are. Well, I don't, I don't read... Have you got any of them? Uh, no, we have, actually. Have you? We have. Oh, how cool is that? We have a that? little children's section. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's, an, you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. And, and, and you know, you, you can trade in books here right. that you don't want anymore. And we do get a lot of rubbish like that. We get, you know, crossword books that are already filled out, somebody brought in. And, and of course, the guys... Please tell me you're joking. Not, they trade them in and they don't really understand it. So um, we have to throw them away or rub out all the bloody answers. But anyway... Um, That's you, brilliant. You can trade books in that you don't want anymore. Yeah. You buy a book for, say, 100 bar, and when you bring it back, and it, there's no time limit, yeah. you'll get half of that off the next book. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it's always worked very well. And, so, um, the question I've got to ask you, Dave, private dancer. You we, must have had a few of them. We've had hundreds in and out over the years. Have you read it? I've, I've read some of it. Right. Um, but, um, you know, Stephen Leather used to bring them in and sign them and so on and then he got he got more and more famous and busier and so on so but yeah we've had quite a lot of the authors in here Ooh. a lot of the thailand books matt carroll recently uh, uh thai uh, thai lottery and thai kiss very popular books about thailand and the relationships and stuff so you know we get a lot of authors in and so on and so forth but uh, it, it's a very you know a lot of guys that can't control their drinking start reading Okay. And it takes their mind off stuff. They get into a different world. Some like the, we have a fantasy and science fiction section. Mm. And I mean, I and I think to myself, God, who would want to read that? Yeah, much? but yeah. people do. Yeah, people I must really admit, do. it's not my cup of tea. No, absolutely. And, and as I say, but people do read that stuff, and we have a section on that, and a lot of books in there. Um, and it's just a constant rollover, and people trading in. We we have a few German, French, Scandinavian, Italian, Dutch as well. Um, and as I say, guys trade them in, uh, bring them in, they don't want them, you know, mm. they're moving or whatever. Or, or, and we used to buy books, but we don't so much now because I just have so many. Mm. But we trade a lot, we do a lot of So trade. how long has Canterbury Tales been open and, and established for now? We've been in here uh, 15 years. 15 yeah, years? Yeah, and it started off very small, but slowly. We actually had a, a bit of a bar the first year yeah. and a pool table and we was in the pool league. but. Then I was in here till two o'clock in the morning with guys pissed up, you know, and it yeah. wasn't what I wanted to do. So that we just, we got rid of that. And I just really worked, we just really worked on the books. Now, I know you're gonna, we're gonna talk about that in a minute about your own book, because you're bringing your book out. But away from that, do you get a lot of time? I mean, do you actually read books yourself or is I it, don't you know? read, I very rarely read a full book. Um, I read a lot of bits about books and mm. I put them on our group and all over the net to let people know, you know, who writes what, what, what authors study subjects are. Yeah. And, and I obviously let, you know, people know what books we've got in. Yeah. And so on. I mean, you always get the guy, you know, I put a book on three weeks ago and he, he wants it today and it's already sold and that gotcha. sort of thing. But I, I try and get people to browse. Okay. Because there's so many, we have a various section with about a thousand books you know you've got everything from weight watching to giving up smoking to alcoholics anonymous <laughs> yeah i've not read it as you can tell um 
but you know we have a section on all sorts of stuff and, and so yeah I don't read a whole book in fact I recently before I started writing a book my book I started reading a book and I won't tell you the author because he might get a bit upset but it was first nine pages about a, a woman going shopping with her mother and, and what colour blouse she should wear and buy. And I thought, how bloody boring. Oh, me, yeah. You know, but, and I thought, well, my book's going to, you know, leap and bound yeah. over that. But, um, well, I can relate to only park reading because when I was a kid, I used to read The Sun and I'd only get to page three. And I couldn't get past it when I was a kid. It was like, oh, well, that's it now. The rest of it's only... Right, right. I mean, do you remember those days? I do indeed, yes. yes. <laughs> do you have any books like that? Oh, yeah, we do, as I say. And uh, we have... Um, we had some Janet and John books come in. Uh, they were donkey's ears old by Bl Ladybird or whatever, and all. I think they're still in there actually. But you know that sort of thing I remember as a child. Yeah. Uh, but then I read, you know, I had the Oxford Book of Birds and all that. That was what I was into when I was a kid. But I've never been a big reader. Mm. I can watch a documentary on, you know, on the internet or online or whatever. Um, but to sit and read a book constantly is is I can't do it. But I'm, you know, writing a book is a bit like going in blind mm. um, I'm on I'm on 147 pages nice. so far and you're not even out of Dongwang Airport I'm not even in, <laughs> I'm just about getting into Thailand <laughs> because the book is not about coming and opening a bookshop yeah it's, it's a lot of stuff that went on from when I was young very young right through my gamekeeping through into the um, Samaritans and the prisons and the mm. taxi driving because there was a lot of things went on and, and I won't give too much away because it's... Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. But the difficult thing is is knowing how to write a fiction book, which it's got to be, mm -hmm. um, and covering it up so people in the book, you know, people won't know that they did this and they did that. Because, so how are you going to cover your pheasant um, plucking situation? Well, that's a small detail. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that went on over the prison thing and all this, that and the other. The guy, the guy who I was met in prison I knew as a child... Mm. Um, he was in prison for drugs and he got out. I was going to look after him to keep him off the drugs. It didn't work. He, that's how I started doing a bit of taxi driving. He had yeah. taxis in Canterbury and he got shot with a shotgun for the drug money he owed before oh, he went wow. in. And just before he got shot, another one of the drivers murdered his d girlfriend. This is all true. This is wow. all completely Googleable. Wow. And uh, the guy did 15 years and he got out last year because I watched this, the thing all the way through because. It happened while I was there and do it not there at the time, but when he we knew he did it, yeah, and so on. So it's a bit complicated, but um, he'd done 15 years and just got out. Wow! And the other say the other fellow who was shot, um, I was trying to be you know in between his wife and two children so he could see his children, but he got back on the drugs. It's a long story, but yeah. it'll all be in the book. But um, so when's you booked you out? Oh God, it'll be a while. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it, it's you know it's a it's a it's a fiction book based on a true story and I've got to add a lot of fiction here and there as such because otherwise it'll be just a true story mm. and then if it's a true story people will be some people will be getting a few problems having a few yeah. problems because I was involved in the prisons and stuff and it's very complicated so but do you get people coming here and ask for some really random books and really random you stuff you do you get a lot of people ask for, you know the, the worst ones are the people who ask for a book that I put online a month ago or three months ago and you've got to find them yeah and are they still there and because I'm, you know, very limited being in a wheelchair. The, the staff are not very good with English. They're okay, but not that good. And 
finding anyone to help you out, you know, uh, is very difficult. So that can be awkward. But I can normally point them to where it should be. Um, but I, I encourage them to have a browse because if they don't find that they're looking for that I put on the net, they'll probably find something just as interesting sure. and so on. So. And of course, we do. We ship books all over uh, Thailand now. Okay. And as long as someone buys half a dozen or more, we we ship them free. Nice. So okay. So someone all, could be in Chiang Mai. Yeah, wherever. We, we've just sent three lots this week. Um, in fact, one guy was a, a I went to school with. He, he joined the army, retired, lived somewhere up in Thailand. Now he, he found out I was here. Oh, I went to school with you know, and so on. And I've just sent him a box of books. Okay, good. And, it, and, and postage is not too bad. It's quite quick. It's not expensive. And you know, if you want a dozen Lee Child books or John Grisham or Enid Blyton or whatever, yeah, or Enid Blyton. Get me Enid Blyton in yeah. there. Um, <laughs> My famous we'll, five. <laughs> we'll send them to you. You know. Yeah. So um, that works quite well, and it, it's all it's all business, you know. Mm. And of course, then they can send them back and trade them back in. Right. And, and I mean, you don't just do books here, though, do? Because upstairs you've got uh, rooms as we well. We have now, rooms. You? We used to do a lot of breakfasts. Okay. But as more breakfast uh, places opened, we realised that it was going to get very tight, and the books were a better option. You know, you don't have to cook them or. Well, you can cook your books, but you don't have to cook them or... or, or Any accountants listening? Serve <laughs> them the or books. whatever. So, yeah. Um, uh, books are a better option, so we packed in the food. Mm. We have nine rooms upstairs. Wow, nine. Um, about four are long-termers. Um, uh, we, we've got bookings, but whether, they're, you know, whether it's going to happen in September, October, November... Sure, yeah. Uh, it's just a wait-and-see thing, but... You, you just do what you can and you have to put your prices accordingly um, you know we, we, we're getting now f for rooms for a month a third of what we would have got 10 years ago mm. and and such a difference it's gone down like that but um, I had I had 30 odd rooms at one point 30 rooms in two other buildings up the road yeah but as I've got like you know you know less able we we back we downgraded yeah sure and we just everything is here now so, made it more manageable yeah it's, it's very much so it's easy to manage and it's um, all in one spot we've got very good staff one lad's been here more than 10 years has he well, so, that, well that says a lot doesn't plus, it because you know plus, yeah and he's a good lad he's English he's very good so yeah it, um, I keep in my comfort zone as yeah. I say you know and um, it makes life a lot easier yeah so how's your tie Nitnoy Hasip Hasip. Nitnoy Hasip Hasip. Yeah, That's I mean, not I, bad, I, is it? I, well, I, I've... <laughs> 17 years. It's frustrating. I can say a little bit, 50-50. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain's full up, I'm afraid. I, you know, I, uh, I wish... I do envy people who can fluently talk Thai. Mm. And I should have put my effort into that when I first came here because... I didn't know I was going to be here 17 years yeah, later. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Had I have known, I would have, without a doubt, gone and done a course and the writing of it and everything else and that would I if anyone's going to come and live here and get involved especially in business it's a it's a must do you know yeah really definitely so I when you're away when you're away from like working in the bookshop and doing it I mean where's your kind of go-to restaurant if whenever it's open I mean I appreciate right now well we have a little bit of a, a sort of a, a lunch club thing where okay. we meet up on a Wednesday in the Kilkenny and we have bangers and mash or whatever they you know uh, the, the Friday we have fish and chips in the seaside just up here yeah because they're all accessible to me in a wheelchair understood yeah. um, so I you know have ramps and so on and we went down like the the retox in soy honey a couple of weeks ago just halfway there it rained like you wouldn't <laughs> believe 
and I'm in yeah. there running down the crack of my arse, the bloody rain. <laughs> and uh, sorry, blank that out. But no, um, you know, and, and we had fish and cotton chips, which was very, very nice. Mm. And there, as I say, the ramp was like that, and yeah. I thought I was going to the moon, going up at the ramp, and my mate was behind pushing, so on. But uh, no, so we get around. We've been down to Sportsman. They have ramps down there. Mm. Um, the retox, Kilkenny, and the sea. So I stick to my comfort zone. You know. I mean, can I ask you a question? I mean, you mentioned in there about obviously access with a wheelchair. I mean, people that are watching that perhaps may be in a similar situation where they are in a wheelchair. I mean, would you still say to people, come here? You know, you can still get around. People will interact with you. It's still yeah, the same. You, you've got to you've got to think about outside the box a bit. It's no good going. Oh, I'm not going. Look at the state of the bloody road. You can get pretty much anywhere. Yeah. You might have to go out in the road. Yeah, but and if you're if you're a first timer here, certainly you would need somebody really with you. Yeah, but yeah. Um, you know we see wheelchairs going up here all the time. I often ask them if they want to race. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> and some of them are, are hand powered. Well, mine's electric because my oh, so arms. You're cheating, aren't you? You're yeah, cheating. Well, my arms are as useless as the rest of it. So yeah, um, but yeah, I mean we, you know, it, it it's rough and ready, but you know the climate's great. Mm. And as long as you've got someone to keep their eye on you and help you out, even if that's a, a, a girlfriend or whatever, sure, it's fine. It's great fun, you know. And I, mean, I want to ask one personal question, so please forgive me for asking I this, but beg I just want to. Well, yeah, we we'll do our, our pods. So, yeah. what one would like to know is, yeah. when you go other to places of evening entertainment, are you shown any affection by the young girls, be it that you are in well, a wheelchair? I'm happily married, so I don't go to these places. <laughs> All right, let's um, spin that off. Right, the come on, spill the watching, beans. So I can't. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like, you know, someone is in a wheelchair. I mean, they have just as so much fun, don't they? Oh God, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of around the metro there. Um, a lot of ramps. Yeah. You can drive straight in. They'll look after you. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll make a point of looking after you. They'll find somewhere for you to sit and yeah. so on. And and yeah, you'll get some attention. Well, don't you right? drive too fast, because you'll be up on the on the, on the stage. stage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They'll be like, no, yeah. bloody hell, Dave's in the house. <laughs> I used to see the odd one before I ended up in a wheelchair and in, and go in, and they was having just as good a time as anybody else. Yeah, fair. So play. yeah, I mean, there's there's, there's certainly space for guys in wheelchairs and disabilities brilliant here. God, yeah. brilliant yeah. i mean we're doing a lot of talking about people that are coming here coming here for the first time i mean one question i, al I always ask everybody because it's interesting to see what their perspective is on patea and, and the things that go on here sure. if someone's coming here for the very first time never been here doesn't know what to expect what would be your pearls of advice for them to say listen before you do anything just listen to me for a second what would you say don't fall in love do you know and, what? If I had 10 bars for everyone that says that. And remember the golden rule. Those who hold the gold make the rules. Okay. You Those get so many guys, and I'm not going to mention names, I've even got them living here, who get absolutely twiddled around the little fingers of girls. You know, they're 50, 60 years old, their girlfriend's 20, beautiful, pretty, with those little eyes looking up at you, you know, and so on. And they would do anything for them and they do they buy them you know buffaloes and farms and houses and we've all heard the stories are you listening are you listening start as you mean to go on mm. if you're going to come over here to live or come over here a lot to even find a girlfriend don't tell them you've got loads of money mm. tell them you're on a, on a tight pension and it's that the other you'll soon find out how much they, they want to know you and so on and and just remember the golden rule you know those who hold the gold make the rules be fair be kind, be generous and all that, but there's a limit to where, because once you start giving, you'll never give enough. They'll always want more and more and more. And 
I mean, guys who, I mean, I'm going to get slated for this, I know. <laughs> but my, Blame my, me. My wife I've been with for nearly 15 years. I, well, in fact, I've been with her longer than that because I've been married for that length of time. She was a teacher and we're, we're fine together. We've gone right round the scope of me going out drinking, getting drunk and coming home smelling like a tart to her having to look after me. Yes. She does it very, very well. And guys who come out here 40, 50, 60 years old and marry a girl who's got 12 boyfriends who works in a, a massage shop or a go-go bar, yeah. it very rarely lasts a long time because they've got, you know, they go for the highest bidder. And someone will come along with more money than they can offer them and so on. And it, it's just heartache. I've seen it time and time and time again. I know guys have lost houses, lost a lot of money. And why did they lose it? Because they gave it to them and then they realised and they wanted it back and they wasn't going to get it back. And it's that classic saying, she's different. Yeah, she's different. She's and, different. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. start as you mean to go on. And the proof is in the pudding. If you've been with a girl for 10 years or 15 years, it's working. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not a magic thing to it. You, you start as you mean to go on, you're fair and you're kind. I mean, in my case, it's a bit different because we had the business. My wife's worked very, very hard. We, we bought a house and blah, blah, blah. She's going to be okay and so on. Um, but, you know, I, I see guys with a beautiful Thai girl and you see them in six months' time, and they're like that, you know, oh, yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. And this is it. It's, it's, um, but you know what's the most common thing? Go on. People don't bloody listen. Very true. Yeah, I, that's I mean, very true. I, I have somebody who was very, very close to me didn't listen. And, um, you know, and, and he's gone back to England now and so on. But, you know, it's common. It's common as... It is, and it's a lot more common than people realise. I had a very, very good American friend of mine, I won't name him, but we fell out for two years. Yeah, I've fell out. Because he didn't didn't believe me when I said to him, you've got a wrong in there, mate. And, uh, you know, I won't go into detail, but, yeah, Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, I've seen it time and time again. Awful, awful. And they just don't listen. Yeah. You know, they're they're guided by their um, third brain, aren't they? Yeah, indeed, yeah. And that... That thing that's most powerful thing known to man. Yeah. It's not a nuclear missile. It's when they little, got it in their it's hand. It's a little fluffy thing. When they got it in their hand, you're in a whole world of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> complete control. I mean, in talking about Patel, I mean, like, you know, we spoke very briefly in part one about the future of Patel. I mean, where do you see things finally settling down? What do you see? If I said to you, right, January the 1st, 2022, where do you see us? What do you think we're going to be doing? Well, I think by then, I would, I would hope that things are really starting to pick up again. Okay. Um, you know, I would obviously hope a little bit sooner than that, but it's going to take time. Yeah. With all the airlines getting back to fit and, the, you know, everything, it's going to take time. But I'm pretty convinced with what I, people I talk to who are back in England, totally pissed off looking at their walls, mm. not being able to go out, and there's no night, like the weather's crap and all that. They're all gagging to get back here. Sure. And I think yeah. once it does start, once you, you know, once people know they can come back, get on a flight and come back, I think it will really start kicking off. I really do, and I hope it does for, a, you know, because there's so many people gone out of business, but they'll they'll be back. Yeah. They'll, they'll be back. They'll they'll come back when the, you know, there's loads of bars available for sale up here. Um, you know, they they'll they'll get filled up. I mean, there's still bars open up here. Mm, yeah. Um, or, you know, well, not technically open mm. but you know they'll it'll all come back it'll take time and yeah by 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 the new year 
I would hope that it's really starting to start, you know, kick off again. Fantastic. Well, I can honestly say that it's been an absolute pleasure. You know, Monday's interview was brilliant. Today's has been just as good, if not funnier. I mean, thank sure. you so much for sharing, no you know, your knowledge. No 17 years, my man. 17 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, 17 eh? years. You, know, you been, look like you're 21. And I've been back. <laughs> I've been back once in that 17 yeah. years. To well, my no regrets. Yes. Have you? Oh, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But that's a long story. And if you basically. When I left England to come here for a year, my daughter was a teenager, right. just just about a teenager. Okay. And you know, I thought, well, she's she's all with you know she's with her friends now. I was with her a lot. I had a 50-50 contact because I'd been divorced, and she was just a little girl, a little princess basically. And I came here, and I got more and more fell in love with it. Mm. And then I started the business, and suddenly I thought, one day she's going to have children. And she's yeah. got four children now, right? And I'd only see them on camera, yeah. And it's it's hard. Yeah. They've been out here, um, but of course I can't really afford to bring them out here at the moment. Oh, yeah, They've yeah. been out the last time was about two and a half years ago, mm. and you know I speak to them, my granddaughter and my grandson, and all that. He's fourteen and so on, and it's hard. Yeah, I'd love to be part of their life. It, you know, it's a constant, a daily pain mm. in the ass, but. You get used to it, you know, and of course then this came along and I'm in a bloody, now I'm in a wheelchair and so on. So, yeah, I do miss that side of it. Okay. That would be my only regret. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. And thank you for sharing that. That's, no problem. You, know, you no. didn't have to do that. So, no, no, no. Uh, well, that brings us to the conclusion of our second interview. Thank you so much. Lending, it's been no absolutely problem. amazing. Okay. Uh, guys, if you do want to come down, you come down to Soy, Chipham, Soy, Pothole, as we call it. Um, it's just off Soy Bacow. It's very easy. I'll put a pin mat, uh, pin drop on the uh, description below so you can find where to come. Come and say hello to Dave. You know, Come and see what loads of books they've got. And, and here we go. And tea and coffee is the same price as it was 20, 15 years ago. Was it? 25 baht a cup. Well, they are, they are, there and, and go, I've got to say, like, we're sat here, you may have heard a lot of things happening going back, but we're in a really cool position, because you can just sit here, it's lovely and cool, and you can just watch people coming up and down, and uh, as we touched on earlier, across the road, I won't say too much, but let's just say the view that way is a lot better than the view this way. <laughs> yeah. So there you yeah, go. These seats are dearer this side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not quite so rewarding. No, no. <laughs> All right, well, that's it from us, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Please, as always, remember, hit the subscribe button, and all also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when we bring out a new video check out our members area more and more people are joining each and every month and come and see what goes on in there and we are talking to lots of businesses uh, that are offering you guys with your digital id card discounts in various bars clubs restaurants whatever and guys join our telegram group there's so much going on there it really is a great fun it's a little bit of fun you can go in there pictures chats videos you name it I'll let you find out for yourself. It's all going on. All right, that's it from us, guys. Thank you so much for watching. And please, wherever you are in the world, stay safe. Tati bye. Ta-ta. And anyone from Canterbury, please come and say hello. There you go. Yeah. But you've got to speak in the how now, brown cow yeah, accent. Hilar. Is that it? Yes, here, here. We're done. <laughs> <laughs>